GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are continuing the never-ending battle for truth and justice with three amazing guests who have each brought life to one of the most eminent fictional characters of all time, Superman. And now is the time for all of you in our chat room to begin typing in your questions for them. Immediately after this session, you will have the opportunity to talk to them directly through our private chat options, as well as shop our selection of personalized autographs, all of which are available now at galaxycon.com. So without further ado, let's visit the quiet farm town of Smallville, Kansas, by way of the Justice League Watchtower, and while we're at it, stop in at the Fortress of Solitude. Our first guest, he is an actor, director, and producer, whose credits include Lucifer, Draft Day, and the upcoming series Professionals. Today, he joins us to talk about his time as Clark Kent, a.k.a. The Blur, on the groundbreaking series Smallville, and his return to the character in the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Please welcome back Tom Welling. Hey, guys. Hey! Just kidding. Uh, Tom, how you been? I'm doing good, Patty. Thanks for having me here. You know, I was a little confused about what this panel was about. Um, I was thinking it was about Father of the Bride. We were going to be able to ask George a lot of questions and... But then Brandon showed up, so now now I understand what's happening. Okay, okay, yeah, I know. Well, um, I'll tell you what, we'll have a special event. Uh, we do a private signing with uh, with you and George. How's that? Not perfect. All uh, right, that's great. That's great. <laughs> well, you, you guys are neighbors, what, like eight hours away from each other? But you know, close, yeah, they're very close. On, on that part of the world, that's almost a walking distance. So, <laughs> Tom, how, how have you been? Is uh, the holidays and the, the new year doing good for you? Yeah, I mean, I was re- I was very much looking forward to the holidays, and then uh, then when they were over, I needed like a week to wind down from them. Um, very different this year, still very special. Um, you know, spending a lot of time with my family, which I really love and watching my son grow up. So I can't really complain. Um, I'm, I'm just glad we're doing this today because this is actually the most interaction that we really get outside of our homes these days. So this is fun. Absolutely. Well, uh, Tom, it's always a pleasure to have you here. And as always, welcome back, my friend. Thanks. <laughs> and now to bring out your favorite guest, he is an actor whose body work includes <laughs> Father of the Bride, Scandal, and the criminally underrated Pirates of Darkwater animated series. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of the Man of Steel in the beloved animated series Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Please welcome back our friend, George Newbern. Hey! <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hold on a second. Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just thought I'd do a little shtick for you. Come oh, on. there you go. Well, you never had to do that, and this yeah. guy and our next guest both did several exactly. times. So, <laughs> good to see George. How you doing, boss? I'm doing great, man. Thank you, Patty. Good to see you again. Always good to see you. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to say how your New Year was, but we just spoke about uh, a week and a half ago with your trust. We did. We did. It was, uh, you know, eventful and uneventful, uh, honestly. Yeah, it's been an uneventful week and a half for you and an eventful week for the world. And we'll leave it at that. No, yeah, 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 exactly. No, happy, yeah. Be, happy to be so safe and, and healthy. Indeed, indeed. And our final guest, he is an actor whose body of work includes Chuck, Partners, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Today, he joins us to discuss his experiences as Kal-El in Superman Returns and his return to the character in the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Please welcome back our friend, Brandon Routh. Oh, too late. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, Brandon, how are you? Happy New Year. Uh, I am doing, I am doing all right. I'm doing all right. I think I'm doing all right. Happy to be here seeing some lovely, friendly faces and uh, hopefully bringing a little um, um, super cheer, um, different super cheer. Great. Uh, Different energy uh, to 2021. 
and uh, yeah, having some some unity. Indeed. Uh, indeed. I mean, I, uh, the people said the year's off to a rough start to me. That's just the, the new year brushing out the dirt of the old year. And, uh, that's my hope and my optimism, which is uh, very much a focal part of this character that you gentlemen have all shared. But first of all, once again, thank you again for joining us here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. As always, we look forward to the day when the world does get back to normal and we can once again have you on our physical stages and get you back in front of your fans. In the meantime, welcome back to the virtual stage. Pleasure to have you as always. Yeah, thank you. So our team right now is going through the chat room, pulling out the questions. In the meantime, uh, well, first of all, I, I first of all, I need I need to I need to thank all three of you. Okay, Superman is, is without Superman, there would be no comic books, and without comic books, there would be no Comic Cons. So uh, as as a fan of the character and as someone whose livelihood is tied into this, and just in general. Thank you, all three of you, for the honor that you've given to this character. That really is so important and and so resonant. And I, I thank you for your talents. I thank you for professionalism. And I thank you for your performances that you've brought to the character. Please. Come on. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. You're very, well, you're no very kind. And, 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 and this is the interesting thing about Superman, because he is... He's a character that uh, that actors have played and will continue to play, and I compare him to Hamlet, Sherlock Holmes, James Bond, Doctor Who. This is this is a character that starts out as a gig, and becomes a contribution to an ongoing mythology. and And I think you gentlemen have all done very well in in contributing to the ongoing mythology of Superman. So we should, re we should really be doing this more often to make this feel this good. Yeah, I just thought I was out of work. Oh well, you know, just so anyway, yeah, red capes. I think of the sky, but. Uh, so let's just come back to the beginning for each of you. Uh, when you were when you were first offered this character, what was the initial gut reaction of, "Oh, I'm I'm going to be doing this guy"? Mm. And I think Brandon, we go chronologically. I think we start with you. Tom, you go first. Well, well, um, well, for me, I'll, I'll try to give you the quick version. Um, you know, they were they, they the script was going around for Smallville, but they weren't letting anybody read it. Reading read it, um, and part of that was either it wasn't very good or they weren't they didn't have it done um but david nutter was able to arrange he was the director of the pilot he arranged for me to go in and read the script if i signed an nda and when i read the script i realized that this smallville really wasn't a story about superman it was a story about a boy in high school trying to understand mm -hmm. who he who he was and who what his contribution could be to the world um i was very lucky to not have a ton of knowledge other than some of the movies i'd seen about superman so when I would meet, when Clark would meet the, 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 you know, Doomsday or Martian Manhunter, and he was like, who are these people? I really didn't know who these characters were, but neither did Clark. And so I had that to, to my, uh, to my benefit, I think. Um, right. And I just thought it was interesting to look at this kid and who he was. We all knew who he was going to be. Uh, it was this journey of how to get there. So, I mean, I was, ha I mean, when I got the role, I was happy to have a job, um, mm -hmm. to be completely honest. And then it really just turned into something so much bigger and grander and, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, 10 seasons. That's pr pretty damn credible. <laughs> Go right and find it. All right, Brandon, you're up to, you're up to bat. Well, I, I don't, Tom, I don't know if I told you this story. I think I probably did. Uh, one of the cons about um, my audition for Smallville and my like journey with Smallville. I don't think so. 
or or maybe it was one of those nights when we were at a pub and I might have oh, told yeah, the story. And just, <laughs> feel free to share it here. Didn't remember that. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember telling it. Um, so I then got this funky hair. Here we go. Uh, so um, when I one of the, Smallville is one of the first things that I. He just wants to. He always wants to do something else. Smallville was one of the first things that I that I auditioned for when I came out here. Oh, <laughs> I'm making it worse. I'm really making it worse. Um, Put your head down and just shake it out. Just shake it out. Shake it out. <laughs> right. It's quarantine hair. I don't even have to do my hair anymore. There we go. I'm not going to touch it anymore. So um, here's the story. I'll make it faster now. Um, when my first uh, my first manager was like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to sign you. You don't. You're very green. You've never done anything, but you look like Superman, and I'm a big." Superman fan, you look like Chris Reed. If there's a TV show or movie someday, you know, we're going to get you in on. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so then I came out to uh, LA and like I was out here for about a year and had the, uh, the Smallville audition. I thought, this is it. This is my, this is my thing. <laughs> uh, and then I got a call back and uh, it was a scene with a horse. Uh, you probably remember the one that I did anyway. It was a scene with a horse and with, with, uh, uh, in the graveyard. Lana. Yeah. 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 Pilot, yeah. And so, uh, so I did. I was like, okay, I think this is like this is it. And then I didn't get it. Two months later, I booked One Life to Live, uh, which is the job that I did not want. Did not want to be on a soap opera. I thought the one thing a job I don't want is not going to be on a soap opera. But I ended up doing it. Thank goodness, it was great for me. Great experience. Lived in New York for a year. But when I moved to New York, then you had gotten the role, and you were everywhere. You were like haunting me from from billboards, bus stops, MTV, you know, in uh, Times Square. <laughs> and I was like, anyway. No, I, uh, I've, I've had I've, there's been a couple of things I've really wanted and somebody else has gotten. And every time I see them, I'm like, wow, I'm really happy for them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really I think I've actually gotten to that point now in my career where I can like genuinely say that like, OK, that wasn't that obviously wasn't wasn't for me or it wasn't my time. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so, uh, but that didn't really answer the question. But the question, <laughs> a very quick answer, to the question is, I was ready for it because of that other experience. I had been primed to be Superman pretty much since I went to Los Angeles because of my first manager Jeff Maroney saying that to me. Um, so then, when I finally the other the second opportunity came around, I was like, okay, so this is it. And then I, you know, nine yeah, months but- later. And 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 the and the rest is history. We'll get back to the CW stuff in a minute. But George, uh, yeah. you're on board in Justice League. Yeah, uh, you know, I was um, uh, I'm 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 92, so I pretty much had two career cycles ahead of these guys. So um, <laughs> I've got a lot more regrets than you do. Just just know that. No, as long as the father of the bride, you will break Tom's heart. Oh. No, no, you know, I, 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 this, my, and I've told it before, just the audition that I had for um, Justice League, honestly, I thought was just a a one-off voiceover thing. So I I went and um, did it, walked away just and went on with about my day and then got the call. Oh, they want you to do this. But then they said, oh, it's, but it's for a series. It's for the new series that the Bruce Tim is doing. and, And Tim, Tim Daly, who was doing it before is not available. He's doing wings and, and I was like, oh, well, both. OK. And then, you know, sort of had to wrap my head around the the, um, the sort of the, the the iconic gravity of this part. You know, this is a big deal. Um, and uh, but if you had to, if you had told me then that 17 years later, I would still be talking about and going to cons and meeting people and them saying, 
Oh my God, that was my favorite show. My kids are now watching. It, it's like this evergreen job more than anything I've ever done. It's, it's bananas. I, I, I'd be, I'm a little shocked by it, honestly. So, but Hey, it's fun. Why not? It's, it's, uh, I didn't answer the question either. Um, <laughs> it's I, all good. I mean, I'm getting back to the question, which was, I didn't realize the, um, the, the uh, responsibility at the time, but I quickly did. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't easy necessarily, but, but it certainly has been, uh, um, amazing, an amazing work. How does it work when you go in for the voice for the, for the, for the audition? Do they give you something and they, you just read it in front of them? Um, first I have to do all the voices I can think of. Oh, really? No, no, no. no, no. You, you, you know, you walk in the door and they say, why you passed up on that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's just a copy. It's a copy on the side, you know, and I've, I've done mostly on camera stuff anyway, but then, uh, you know, so this is, read the speech. So you go in and read the speech behind a, you know, in front of a glass, you've been in a booth, you know, that, um, oh, cool. it wasn't that crazy, but, um, um, but it, with the great thing about what you guys didn't get to do is we got to do big vo- ensemble uh, of like doing a play, you know, in front of the mics. And, and that I've was, never recorded any voiceover like that. Before. Oh, it's really fun. It's super, super I fun. Bet. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and then going back to Tom and Brandon, what was it like to revisit uh, 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 these characters in Crisis on Infinite Earths? Um, I mean, for me, I really liked it because I hadn't really considered going back. But the what, the way it was sent to me and what they wrote, I thought was just icing on the cake for my character. Because the Clark Kent that I played, I don't think really would travel into the Supergirl world or, or some of these other ones. But this was its own sort of space and where Clark may have been 10 years later. Um, and I I read it and I'm like, oh, man, this is good. Like, this mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. So, and I just had to follow that instinct as opposed to just like being stubborn about it. Um, we went up and shot it and Erica was a part of it. And I thought that was really cool. And um, I'm glad that people liked it. It was fun. I, I tried to act a little more like John Schneider's Jonathan Kent, believe it or not, with the, with the gloves and the act. Yeah. Hey, yeah. The John Wayne movement, because I think you would have grown into that. a little. Yeah. Bit yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And Brandon, you are already in the mix as Ray Palmer, the Adam. And um, and then I believe uh, was it uh, was it Guggenheim that uh, brought you in for a meeting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was a, a fo- phone call. I was oh, in okay. Vancouver, he's in Los Angeles. But yeah, he um, he just uh, he said, "Hey, would you uh, we're doing the, the crossover? And um, would you be interested in, in you know wearing a wearing a different suit, um, one that you've worn before? Um, although it was a different suit. Um, yeah. But um, and I said, well." I mean, I, I was kind of dumbstruck a little bit that he, that he, they made the offer. I really never thought that that would happen, um, uh, again. Um, and so I thought, just let me think about this. Uh, so I took, uh, you know, I talked to him a little bit and then I, then I talked to Courtney, my wife about it. Um, and, uh, I realized that it was an opportunity for me to kind of, um, put a bookend, uh, to, to close my, that, that chapter for me. Yeah. Um, which had been left open for a very long time, uh, in my in my mind anyway, because yeah. um, uh, it wasn't a clean finish. Um, so it was amazing, and um, you know the journey had completed. I've said this before, but for me, the 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 door had been closed the the day I walked on set to film my first scene in 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 Crisis, um, the 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 wound or whatever the 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 open. Well, wound and not open wound, but but that part I got closure, gained closure yeah. that day. Um, 
And so, you know, it was, I'm very grateful to, to, to Mark and CW and Warner Brothers and everybody at DC who, who allowed me to, to, to do that again. It's, it's been, you know, it's and, really and again, I, and I, I've told you this before, I would never have held it against you to decline it. But mm. I'm so glad it did. I'm I am glad that it uh, gave you the closure because we 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 had known that uh, yeah that uh, you should have got another chance at bat for it. But right. to to give it, this and to see you in action again in that well, it's, it's one of those things. As a 25 year old, I'm like I'm swinging. I'm swinging hard to play yeah. Superman. You know, I, I was doing all I could. But I was a I'd never been on a real film set, uh, the lead of anything. Uh, and to play that guy, you know, I, I, I did my best. I worked hard, worked my ass off. Um, but, um, but I look and I go, ah, you know, a little bit of maturity, a little bit better, uh, a little more (laughs) work behind the camera would have made that better. So I got an opportunity to just be that more grounded, uh, adult version of Superman wisdom and, and that maturity that I, that I intellectually knew what was what I wanted, but couldn't, uh, put on, uh, on the screen as much as I, as I could as a, 40 year old. <laughs> yeah. the, other, the other thing that's really fun about the crisis stuff um, is when you, w- when you go in, there's one or two really impactful scenes where a lot happens for you and your character, but they're also linchpins for the greater universe that they're, that they're putting it all together. So when you go in, there's this, there's this cool energy about like, this all really matters that we do this. And so yeah. that also made it fun. It wasn't like, okay, so you're going to come back and there's going to be 22 episodes and it's going to be a slow you got to go in there and nail it. And that's, it's well-written and it's a lot of fun. And I, it's hard to keep track of how it's all coming together. There's a lot of fans out there who are very good at that. Um, yeah. I mean, I saw Brandon, I saw what you did and it was just, it was so cool because you were so like, you were, you were like wise, like, but confused in just the right amount because what, you know, it, for both of our characters, like what the hell's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and fun for the audience. Cause they were a little ahead of it. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I would love, I would love for, for for my Superman and your and Clark to meet up. That'd be I think that'd that be. would be fun. I, mean, I, I love what you did. I love what you did in that man. That was so so good. And, uh, and the crushing of the of the the, the all I don't know, hitting him. Hitting oh yeah, punching legs. Yeah. That was cool. yeah, it's it's always good to punch Lex Luthor, no matter who or who plays him or what times. Exactly. So you have to do that. I don't know. <laughs> what uh, what's the biggest challenge in playing this character? Well, I, I always joke that um, I really didn't play Superman. You know, I played Clark Kent, and I think that was part of what helped the longevity of Smallville was that we didn't go there, so to speak. So I don't really know anything about playing Superman. Well, I, to, to your credit, and again, a lot of people agree that uh, Clark Kent is Superman. He's the foundation. Okay, you yeah. can't have. I mean, so there's there's always two schools of thought that they yeah. want to look at Superman as the strange visitor from another planet who's mm-hmm. always fighting for Krypton, and there's the other school of thought, whereas he's the farm boy from Kansas who discovers these abilities and this hidden heritage. Right. And 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 you you exemplified that perfectly. Thank you. It was fun. It was well written. Mm-hmm. He's all those things. I mean, you know, a person can be many things, can be two things. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think my Wi-Fi dropped. Well, you're, we're still here and see you. Okay, there we go. Um, and um, I, I think that, uh, you know, Clark is the foundation. He, that's, his, that's his way into humanity. So because he has that, he has empathy. And in his human relationships, that's what makes him care so much as, 
as Superman. Now, as Superman, he has to not distance himself, but he has to then um, uh, there's in like an elevation. There's in like a, a greater sense of awareness that I felt uh, that Superman always had to and a, and a, and a, and the I guess the burden of of caring for everyone. Yeah. But I, but I think that becomes first, first it's the burdens. Like I have to take care of everybody. I have to save everybody. I have all this power. I have to save everybody. But the transition for Superman, if he's Superman long enough, I think we see, we, we, we track that journey is that he becomes, he, he realizes that he actually becomes the teacher um, because, you know, you can save everything as you can take away the guns from all the bad guys. Um, but if you haven't changed the mind, um, then you still, it doesn't defeat the darkness, you know. You you gotta you gotta change the minds and and teach people how to be the better version of themselves, and that's what Superman yeah. eventually yeah. becomes, or or I think he would learn. I think it's a, a struggle between you, you've got a classic. Uh, it's almost like a Christ-like figure, you know, as a fully God, fully man situation. He sees the, the tension between if I can do everything, and yet I, I I'm I'm got my feet firmly planted in the in the you know in the ground as Clark Kent, and it's trying to find the humanity, but also the ability to crush a building, which is uh, which is a nice uh, nice combination of uh, things to be able to do. I always thought Superman was really good for um, construction companies in Metropolis. Yeah, we really kept them in business. Sure, demo done. Done. Yeah. There, there, there have been comic book series about companies that uh, that clean up after superhero battles and rebuild. Oh, really? Yeah. Really funny. Really funny. Yeah, there have been. So, George, how about you? Uh, what was what do you thought was your biggest? Uh... You know, I, I had a, a different struggle or challenge. My challenge was basically it's an anim, an anim, animated situation, and you've got my character dr- drawn as like you know my shoulders are ten feet wide and go down to six inches. So, like mine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, I think the, the the key was to not be uh, to be grounded in, in human and bring some likability and relatability, but at the same time project strength vocally, which is it's a challenge, you know, when you're being electrocuted and screaming and crushing things and then turning to the side and talking to Wonder Woman. And because mm-hmm. uh, you're not in control of so much of the anime, uh, none of the animation, clearly. So you just need to have a double ear out one, one ear sort of what it's going to look like and one ground that is an actor and try to marry the two, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. What's uh final question for me, just what's, what's become a, a treasured memory from being associated with Superman or Clark? Thanks. Um, I mean, I, I feel like a big part of it is what we're doing right now. And George talked mm-hmm. about this, just, you know, the, the, like the fans, like I spent a lot of time miserable on Smallville, just like like just working and just like, and the only people who really you got to talk to were people who want to interview you and maybe find out the bad things about you or just try to sneak up on you. And then when I finally got around to like thanks to Michael Rosenbaum doing the conventions, people are happy and they just oh, want to so happy. So, so and how they watched it with their dad and how you know. Yeah. It's just like some really cool, fun yeah. stories. I'm like, man, I wish I could have been doing this while I was shooting. It would have really helped me the next week. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's something to that, Tom. It is sharing in the experience with the fans and hearing that feedback. And I think for, for me, I mean, there's so many things. I, I don't know that I can pick that this is the top one, but it is top of mind. And that is 
with my ability to to return in in the in crisis, then I was suddenly able to let go of that that the monkey on my shoulder that people didn't like the movie did well, but not that not as well enough, and all that naysayer stuff, um, uh, negative stuff, and just like embrace it and embrace the fans and know that they appreciate uh, that they appreciated it and really be be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then we yeah. can share it, sharing it together, and I feel more more comfortable talking about it and sharing about it. You know, yeah, it's good for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. George, cool, cool, how about cool. you? You know, I, I've had such a. I did a movie when I was first in LA with Christopher Reeve, and and he was just off of Superman, yeah. and and uh, I was a young. It was called the Switching Channels with Kathleen Turner and Burt Reynolds. Oh, and yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it wasn't a great movie, but it was for me. It was my second film, and I was two months with Chris Reeve and, and Burt Reynolds, for God's sake, Amazing. in Toronto and right. Chicago, and I, I hung out with Chris all the time. And and I would say, "Oh, you're Superman. Does that freak you out? And does that bother you that people come?" He's like, "No, you know, it bothered me at first, but now it's actually kind of a badge of honor, you know." And we were sort of friends over the of the years, and then we lost touch, and he tragically passed. But it's for me, it's like one of the colors, you know, you look back over your career in your life. It's like one of those cool little colors in the timeline of your career that you go, wow, that who would have thought that I we would add the kind that I'd get to be the voice of Superman. And I'd still be doing this and talking about it. Fans are so engaged. So it's just cool. I mean, I got so many memories, but I think mostly feeling connected to something larger with other actors and seeing you gentlemen today. The family, is, Superman family. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's really, really cool. Yeah, like I said, excellent, gentlemen. Approves, uh, let me know. We're good to go on audience questions. So let's go over and switch over. And our first one is going to come from Mark. Wants to know, what was your favorite Superman Clark Kent scene to be in and why? Hmm. I, I can go first. Uh, my, my favorite uh, Superman scene, I think, was uh, with Kitty Kowalski in Superman Returns. Um, Saving her in the car uh, and then taking her to the hospital uh, for two for two two reasons. It was the, the most. It was the only like kind of meet cute, uh, romantic, happy moment of Superman. All the rest, he was sad. So I got to have like joy in a little bit. She was flirting, but I was being charming. So that was fun. And then the flying aspect was it, it was uh, the wires were outside, uh, hooked up outside. So we're literally uh, Parker Pose and I flying through the trees. And then uh, descend down onto this outdoor set they built of the hospital. So that was pretty cool uh, at nighttime. Um, so that was a great memory. And then Clark, Clark scenes. Uh, I love all my Clark scenes. Uh, I think in the office with Perry White was pretty good. With uh, Jim, when Jimmy and Lois and Perry are in, are there talking about Lex and how he is, he got out of jail because Superman wasn't there to to show up at his uh, parole hearing and yeah the back and forth between uh, Clark and and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Yeah, those are these. Who's got another one? Oh, I, I particularly enjoyed playing the, uh, the character, uh, the good and bad Superman. You're the guy. Crazy, crazy, almost semi-mentally handicapped Superman. Bizarro. Yeah. Back and forth, which, what's the character's name, Patty? Bizarro. Bizarro, Bizarro, Bizarro. Yeah, this made me laugh every time and it was fun to do something <laughs> different. <you know? laughs> no, that that's absolutely fair. Um I would I think I have two and uh, funny enough that Brendan would mention the the car in the pilot of Smallville um 
Here's uh, saving Lex from the uh, from his Porsche goes off the bridge and he's drowning. And for me, you just got. I just always I had the sense even when we were filming it that this was the start of something really big. Not success for the show, but there was something about that Lex that that whole that was mm. the start of a new epic friendship. And then the other one would have been um, the scene with Lana with the horse. In the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> squishing you like that no <laughs> that was a screw that was a screwdriver oh okay, <laughs> okay. We got that. mark thank you great question to start us off with uh what's next here's one from jeff Ooh, who were your childhood heroes oh magnum pi and <laughs> uh Sonny Crockett. Wow. So many. Mm. I I was a big fan of Flip Wilson. I know that's really weird. I, I loved Flip Wilson so much. I, I My parents even gave me a doll. You guys don't even know who Flip Wilson is. He's a, a, black, a black comedian who had his yeah, own yeah, variety. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. He had a doll. It was like Geraldine was one side and he was the other side. Oh. I, I know that's crazy. I don't know what to tell you. I love Flip Wilson. Oh, you had a great, great show, a great run, oh, a fantastic oh, career. Comedian, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Geraldine. Weirdly, oddly enough, Geraldine, the character, broke yeah. broke some barriers for a time. Exactly. Big deal, big deal. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Tom, who was your childhood hero? Oh, me. I mean, I really did watch a lot of Miami Vice and Magnum PI. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I mean, I it, I can't help but think of like film and like Paul Newman and and guys like that. I mean, yeah. Robert Redford. I think some of those guys influenced me more, even as we as I was on Smallville and starting to direct and become more of the production yeah. behind the camera. And I could and I could see that that's what these guys did too. So even later in my life, they kind of came back and re inspired me, like to uh, you know to to really have a hand in the creative process as much as you think you can. I mean, yeah. also know your limits. I mean, I can't write a thank you card, so I don't bother writing. Um, but I'll give some notes. But uh, yeah, that's fair. Right, <laughs> uh, that's cool. That works. Brandon, bring us home. Oh, you know, I don't have a, I don't think I have a really stupendous answer for this one. Um, I, I, um, I did have a thought though. Oh, I watched a lot of like um, fantasy stuff. So um so, you know, the Dark Crystal, um, Jen and um, uh, were childhood heroes, but those were, uh, that's not even a good answer. I had a better answer that I thought of, uh, but, uh, oh, uh, sports stuff. Um, oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan, uh, Joe Montana. Sure. I, I was a big Niners fan. Um, uh, Jerry Rice as well, but, but Joe, was, Joe was the biggest and, and Michael Jordan. And also uh, was BJ Armstrong. Who was from I was an Iowa Hawkeye who went and played for the for the Bulls uh, during a lot of the runs. So I used to pretend that I was uh, uh, B.J. Armstrong in my drive uh, driveway uh, playing hoops in the on the garage. Nice. For a long time in my household, Joe Montana's name was not allowed to be mentioned for oh. for denying Dan Marino his rightful Super Bowl ring. Oh. Oh, we were a South sure. Florida family in the eighties. So yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah indeed. But Jeff. <laughs> Great question. Thank you. Uh, what do we have next? Uh, from Jacqueline. Superman is one of the most iconic figures. Were you, uh, were you given uh, any acting freedom in making your own version? 
I was, uh, for me, I wasn't really ever told to do anything. So therefore I must've been in some sort of creative freedom zone. Um, I mean, I would, you know, I had, we developed some really great, um, relationships with some of the directors that would come and it would be very free and like, you know, directing wise. Like I was, I remember one time Greg Beeman, who I know, you know, Brandon, he, uh, he, he said cut and he walked in. It was a scene between Lana and I, and he came in, he looked at me and he just says, uh, just do it better. And he walked away and I knew what he meant. I knew what he meant. So but no one ever told me how to walk or to move or to run or super speed or anything. So, no. Yeah. Fair. Absolutely fair. Brandon, how about you? Um, I, I mean, I definitely was um, hired to be in the mold of, of Chris that it was, we were a loose uh, sequel or a, a continuation of, of Superman one um, and, uh, and a little bit of two, I guess. Um, and so, um, yeah, I had to stay in that. I had to stay in that mold, but at the same time, there was never a direction of be more like Chris. They, they hired me because of the way I looked and my similarity, to him and my voice and similarity, but also my, my demeanor. And I guess just because he was my Superman, I didn't never studied him as Superman, but, um, watching him as a kid, I just inhabited that. I, I fell into his rhythms and his energy, I guess, because he just was on it. Yeah. Uh, especially with the Superman. So I let with the Superman, I let that definitely be my guide. Clark, I, I, I had more of a, my own spin on, on parts of that. Um, but for Superman, you know, it was, you know, uh, no, I wasn't uh, told to act, uh, just, just act better. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Like Tom. Like Tom. Uh, Tom's notes. I got a lot of that note. Uh, just do it again, uh, but better. Um, and that just comes from you know. I think if I would have had more experience as an actor, I would have known that I, I could shift lines just a little bit. Even just adding a the or an a or you know, you know, you can get so stuck in the dialogue you feel like you have to say. And I thought I had to say it exactly. It was sacrilege mm-hmm. if I didn't. And I think if I would have known a little bit more, felt more comfortable on set, I would say. Can I? Can we talk about this line? It's not feeling comfortable coming out of my mouth. It's a wonderful line, just it's not coming out. Of it. Uh, and that would have helped, like loosen the yeah. edges uh, of my performance a little bit. Mm. We had a real thing. quick. We had a line on Smallville that um, I think it was Martha Kent walks in and she's holding macrame, and Clark had to say some something 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 macrame something. I could not say the word macrame that day. <laughs> And I was like, wait a second. I think actors are allowed to like change lines sometimes, right? I mean, so I go and I'm like, hey, can I change this line? They're like, no, literally the line's about macrame. You have to say the word. And we ended up splitting it up to where they cut it. And so I said the line and then we cut it. And then they go, okay, you ready? And they rolled cameras and I go, macrame. And I continued on. It was just one of those things. Funny. And you wouldn't notice it, but I remember just being like, what is wrong with my brain right now? It's really they, funny. Kn- they knitted it together in the end. <laughs> that is really funny. That is really funny. Uh, George, uh, a bit like Brandon, you also had a sort of... Uh, I had a, yeah. It, I, you I had, had some footsteps. They, they, basically, my, my biggest note from, from the creators was like, butch it up. Make it deeper, tougher, you know, more stronger. Just vocally, you know, because... And then the other the other thing that was really difficult is that, you know, orally, you, you're throwing a punch, receiving a punch, and then you're in pain. So it's 
or uh, the other one was, and sometimes um, Andrea would say, it sounds like you're either having sex or taking a dump, but it's really not that it's, you know, you you really kind of had to differentiate between the, you know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you the truth. So um, there you go. <laughs> there, there and you by go the way, all, all, all budding uh, directors out there, you have to earn that sort of relationship exactly. with an actor. Don't just yeah. direct your first film and start <laughs> telling people that stuff. <laughs> less, less sex and more dumping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline, thank you. Great question. And a reminder to our audience if you would like to chat with our guests like I am now or purchase a personalized autograph, you could do that at galaxycon.com. And I think we have time for a few more. So, what's next? Mark, if you could meet anyone, alive or dead, who would you choose and why? I mean, Elvis? I mean, <laughs> that would be cool. And just because it's cool. Uh, that's the first yeah. thing that comes to my mind. I mean, yeah. I, I heard a story once while you guys are thinking. Uh, someone asked um, uh, Mick Jagger if he could come back as anyone else, who would he come back as? And he said, Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right? Mick Jagger, baby. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, that's interesting because uh, Elvis was heavily inspired by comics. Uh, his oh. his his glitter suits uh, were actually based off the hero Captain Marvel, aka Shazam. He was wow. a big fan of, of that character. So yeah, his later with a little cape that he told him, "Hey, I want to look like Captain Marvel Junior." We got to tell Zach that. I love that. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Uh, I, I would say you know I mean a standard answer is like uh, Gandhi, Jesus. Uh, Buddha, Elvis. Um, Elvis. Uh, but you know, uh, uh, I think also what would be interesting is maybe to meet my first relative who, oh. who, who journeyed over to the United States mm. and see what they were like and what they were carrying with them emotionally and their yeah. story and see how that that trickles down to me still. <clears throat> You can you can find out if that old story in your family whether you have it or not. It's like, did you really only have ten cents to your name? Let's see. Yeah, yeah right. Prove <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, uh, George, bring us up. The obvious, yeah, for me, obviously, I'd like uh, Jesus would be amazing. I think that's it's a no brainer on that one. And the number two would have to be Jimmy Stewart. So, oh uh, uh, yeah, hero, not flipples, and I'd have to put Jimmy Stewart. I'm going to retroactively answer that that question differently. I'm going to go back in time. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna. Add, can I add one more because we're talking about this? And I realized, uh, but I would, I would, I would say Chris. I, I, I never got to meet Chris. So wash all that. Um, I only got to meet his family, um, his his children, um, after he'd passed. So um, I feel so connected to him, but never, I, I never got to ever speak to him or, or meet him. So yeah. Uh, that's that's fair. That's fair. My answer to this question is always the same. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> and Mark, thank you. Great question. What do we have next? Uh, from Jack, what is the most interesting and difficult aspect of portraying Superman versus Clark Kent? <laughs> or the blur? Oh, the blur. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of that storyline. Um, the blur was like really... The best part about the blur is he talked to a lot of people on a cell phone. And I actually like that because 
you can't see the per- the other actor and you really have you're re- you're literally listening and i found that to be a lot of fun um but uh yeah you know we we did a couple things where you know even lex had to play zod and we'd play these altered characters and you know i i understand that was just kind of for fun um yeah. but uh yeah i mean my outfits didn't change all that much so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have to wear the suit, thank God. Um I don't know. I always hear though, Brandon, is it true that all those muscles are just they're just in the suit, right? So there are two yeah, yeah. I mean not I, I'm really a beanpole. Um I see it's a joke. Um no, I, listen, Ozzy, you can get you can go and get the DVD special feature extra footage BTS of Superman Returns. You can see my workout. Okay. You can see the work that I put in. Okay. Uh, no. Um, but no, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, 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 aside from Chris, who didn't have anything like that, he, it was just all him and, and the spandex. Um, yeah. The newer suits have, you know, they have, uh, they have that little latex foam to, to keep you looking like you have muscles uh, flexed the whole time. Cause you can't sit there and flex the whole time. You would never yeah. be able to speak. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you do the work to create size and shape. And then that is the the detail of you know around, um, but that that's definitely a harder challenge is, is being Superman. The physicality of being Superman is definitely more challenging than the physicality of being Clark. But I think that kind of this question, the part of this that I would answer is the interesting thing about it. My my rides here. Hold on a yeah. second. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, George. Is uh, <laughs> new. Oh, I forget the joke. Um, is is that Clark? As your Clark you're still Superman. So there's always that little bit of not the secrets he knows, but what he knows or what he's thinking, what's going on in his mind that what comes through um, as, as Clark, uh, uh, what part of Superman comes through as you're still doing Clark, uh, Clark playing Clark. Those are fun moments to to play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the audience can see, you know, Absolutely. George, bring us home. Uh, you know, I just, I think that, uh, again, I, I, my, my whole thing is sort of different because it's, it's uh, uh, what's audible to, to folks. And it's we're finding the right sort of modulation between his superhero and the, and the, and the everyday persona of Clark Kent. Um, and I, I think I'm probably much more like Clark Kent in real life, uh, obviously. Um, but but I think it, it was hard to do that in, in an animated way. Um, sure. That was a challenge, and I don't know if I ever did it. But you know. Oh, you nailed it. Trust me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. The, the, the world of card. The world is cardboard speech. Cardboard, that, yeah. yeah. That, that brought us home. And Jack, thank you. Great question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with these supermen, but it absolutely does not have to be yours. If you'd like to chat with our guests or purchase an autograph, please head over to GalaxyCon.com. And while you're there, please check out our schedule of upcoming events just like this one. Gentlemen, this has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our audience before we go backstage? Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for uh thanks for thanks for watching and hope you're having a great weekend and um let's all uh let's all make 2021 better and better all the time please yeah. please stay safe True. Uh, i think the most important thing about i realized the other day is uh, superman truth justice in the american way but there's an order to it and i take a literal meaning to that truth is the most important so we have to find the truth before we can have 
uh, justice yes. in the American way. Very so, nice. Searching sure. for truth and knowing what truth is. Well very, spoken. Very Absolutely. Gentlemen, as always, been my absolute pleasure to serve you all today. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Galaxy Con virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And thank you for all those great questions. Hope to see you all again later today for Avatar, The Last Airbender, and tomorrow, Sunday the 17th, for cast reunions of Lost and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Until then, bye-bye, everyone. Take care, and please keep washing those hands. See you guys. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. <laughs>